Hello, Robin. Anthony, hi. Hi there. Hi there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me once again for Indigo Sessions podcast. I am Anthony James Cordova, and today I have the wonderful opportunity of having with me uh, a guest that I've had on here before, the amazing Robin Wattler. And today we're going to actually be uh, kind of doing a, a part two of our last podcast, which was uh, Shamanic Healing. So with that, Robin, welcome very much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to have you as well. So now the last, uh, when we were talking last, one of the things that I wanted to, uh, to talk about was soul retrieval. Now, yes. is that something that you, you have a lot of experience with or minimal? or? I would say average amount. I, a lot. I've, I've done several soul retrievals for people, probably roughly 15. So I do okay. have some experience, but um, maybe not as much as others, <laughs> but it is a very, very effective form of healing yes now what what is the soul retrieval for for people who might not uh, be clear on what that is yeah um it is a practice where a, a shamanic healer would enter a space of journeying um and accessing stepping out of the physical into the quantum um, through an altered state of consciousness on behalf of the person that they're um, doing the soul retrieval for. And what happens many times um, in trauma situations, I, I think most people are familiar with when our soul jumps out of our body, also known as dissociation. And yes. Yeah, during traumatic experiences. And what can result is in that is sometimes our souls get fragmented and they don't fully return to the physical body or they may fragment into different timelines, different dimensions. And that can result in our mental state, our emotional state, and sometimes even our physical state manifesting with illness so in shamanic healing you go back in through an altered state of consciousness to go through the timeline of the person that you are doing the work on behalf of and find that incident and call back in pieces and parts of their soul that has been fragmented that is that isn't fully present in their current timeline. Yeah. And you bring that back in for them. And that creates healing on so many levels. Because when our, our soul isn't fully present in our physical body, it really creates a lot of problems. Um, and it can manifest as anxiety, depression, um, obviously dissociation, sometimes mental illnesses um, beyond anxiety and depression. It can even manifest in physical illness because if our bodies, if our soul isn't fully present in our body, our body is weakened. And yes. so it's more prone to, you know, viruses, infections, parasites, things like that, because it's not as strong as it could be or as it should be. So, yeah. Now, how, how, your sessions with this, this kind of work, is this something that, uh, that takes a while to do that you, in, your, in your experience? Yes. It does for me personally. Um, and I, on my part, it's such a sacred journey. And <laughs> I really, really, really um, value and honor being able to do that type of works for someone to me, it's very divine and sacred. So yeah. I do set aside if I'm doing that type of work, I'll set aside almost my entire day. Um, because I want to make sure that my energy is in alignment and clean and clear prior to doing the soul retrieval for someone because I don't want my energy <laughs> messing up 
anything that yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> so for me personally, it is quite a lengthy process. Um, and I go in and do the work. It can take me anywhere from an hour to two hours of the actual altered state. Um, but the preparation is for me is a little bit longer than that. Um, just yeah. to make sure my environment, my energy, everything is clear to do that type of work because I take it super seriously and, um, someone's soul isn't something that I want to mess with in any way. I just want to provide healing. I want to be a clean and clear vessel, I guess is the best way to put it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I understand that. Yeah. I, I call it a clear channel, but yeah. Yeah. Now, and I'm glad you mentioned that too, because, you know, it can be, if you're seeking I would say if you're someone out there who's seeking the, the assistance of, of, of shamanic healing, that, you know, there, there's things that you kind of want to, you know, you want to be able to look for certain things, just like you would like, you know, any other professional or someone in, the, yes. in there. You know, but you mentioned about how you like to prepare for it. And I think that's right. very key. You know, you just, it's not something that you can just kind of, it's, it's, it, well, you know, there's a, I would say you would you would really have to kind of like you know not have to but it it would be good if you could trust that little bit, any little bit of intuition that you would have you know how a person right. resonates with you, you know to kind of pick up on those kind of signals that maybe that person is or is not right for you. Right, I would one hundred percent agree. And in the world of shamanic healing or energy healing, it is so important, like you're saying, to trust your intuition and also question the person that's going to be doing the journeying for you, for example, it's okay to ask them, how do you prepare for this? You know, yes. what, what are your um, methods of preparation and then see if you're comfortable with it because they will be doing considerable amount of work on your soul. Yes. So yeah, it matters. <laughs> I would, to me, it's not, it's like the, the ultimate and like, personal care working with somebody yes. on a one-on-one -on -one, like right up there with like you know performing a you know like one of the most uh, crucial surgeries you know that exactly. one could perform exactly exactly yeah uh, how long what's the is there a traditional is it not a traditional but i mean do you have you seen let's see recovery time or like when people that you work with start to to feel a difference yeah. how soon how soon does that happen for people that you work with? And not that it's about it being soon. But. Right. No, I love that question because it's super important. Um, most people will feel something energetically or physically almost about two to three seconds after the soul retrieval is complete. It's like there's a slight few seconds of delay, but yeah. then they do feel a shift that shift will last up to 21 days. So I'm glad you asked that oh, wow. for the cycle to fully integrate. Um, yes. And it does take a little bit of time. And it's interesting to, you know, I, I stay in contact with the people during that time period, obviously. And they'll notice physical changes in their bodies. Um, there have been times where people will call me and say, Hey, I just broke out in a rash. Is this normal? You know, and it's just toxins leaving their body or they'll get a headache or, um, just feeling energetic shifts, sometimes emotions. They'll have a flood of emotions crying out of nowhere, you know, and that can go yeah. on and off, um, for up to 21 days, mainly in, you know, the first few days is where it's most intense. And I always encourage them drink lots of water, rest when you need to rest. Your body is integrating a tremendous amount of new energy and information. Yeah. Um, so there are shifts that will take place and it does take, the cycle takes up to 21 days. So I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. Well, I know, I know, I know for me, when I was working on mine, mine was a bit, um, uh, primordial and like kind of learning as I go but right. spirit was carrying me along the journey it, it took it took some time it, yes. it took at least you know a couple of years before it started you know things started working out and I started feeling these but it was kind of 
you know, and on the same token, though, I know, like intuitively, I know, and in, you know, it, it just with every part of my being, I know that like spirit wanted to work with me slowly for a reason, yes. you know, so I, I wasn't in a real, I wasn't in a hurry. I mean, I, I wasn't anything at that time. I mean, my, my soul was like, yeah, had departed long ago. Right. It was, uh, I was, it was, a sh- I was a shell of a body for about um, eight years, you know, wow. trying to figure, you know, looking for modalities and like trying to figure, trying, just trying to like make some sense of it, you know, right. and I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't have much faith in modern medicine and medications. So I really yeah. wasn't too keen on, on making that my direction. Right. However, be, when everything came to a head, though, and I did finally end up, you know, uh, in their care, they had gotten me up to like six medications. Oh, my goodness. And I had never taken medication in my life, you know, and wow. I had to, had to be on it, you know, for, you know, any, any kind of pre-existing condition. But, right. yeah, all of a sudden here, six medications. Oh, my goodness. And the thing was, too, is it, it, it didn't really keep me stable. It kept me meditated, medicated. Because I could yes. totally feel that feeling. Like, I, I didn't feel anything. No. Everything was just extreme light. Yeah. yeah. It, they just numbed you. Right. Yeah. And right. then prior to that, when I ended up in a, uh, a uh, hospital for uh, mm-hmm. mental reasons, you know, my, uh, my mother and my sister came to see me. And they, they were just, they didn't know how to react. or res- They had no idea what was wrong with me. I had no idea what was wrong with me. Right. And this is the funny part, too. And I'm mentioning this... Uh, Mentioning well, because it's it's kind of funny for me, but at the same time, it's like this is how, this is this is just to where the state of things had gone. Like, mm-hmm. I am um, <laughs> for the sake of the story, I, I have been kind of a serial dater, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. uh, very much into you know, but dating the opposite sex. Right. And uh, long story short, and uh, my 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 whole family was aware of this. They 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 knew how I, how I am. You know. They just knew me, you know, I kind of had a little feminine side to me, but at the same time they knew where I was with that. But um, I'm in the mental hospital here and my, my mother and my sister are looking at me trying to figure out or trying to ask me questions. And they asked me if I was really gay, Wow. you know, if this was the reason why I was in there. And there was a very small part. I couldn't even tell you. It was like, it was like a little, like a, there was a me the size of an ant inside of my inside of the shell that I was in right now currently. And like, it, it kind of chuckled a bit. I was like, <laughs> come on, you guys, really? But at the same time, I couldn't feel any like muscle in my body to even kind of bring out anything in my facial area. You know, oh, wow. that's, that's where the dis- that's how far the disconnection had gone. I was just a, a literally a shell. I mean, I didn't know up from down. I didn't care. Right. It, just, it was one of the, I'll tell you what, too. At that, at that time, I can remember, like, my feeling was I felt, um, like, subatomic. I felt like the smallest, smallest of smallest of molecules in this great, big, infinite world. And it made wow. no sense I should be, like, hanging out here any longer. Wow. That's I was kind intense. of drifting. And I would have wow. this kind of reoccurring, like, it wasn't even a thought because I was always in and out of, like, a dream state because mm-hmm. of the medication. So wow. I just in vast darkness just yeah. floating you know with no purpose rhyme or reason right and that was like that was and then I had to visit with the doctors you know and like they're giving me their feedback and like I had started eating a little bit more mm-hmm. no that was the second time the first time <laughs> my first go around he was trying to get me to eat because I couldn't eat I just had no appetite right. and then they were giving me these uh these protein uh, almond milk drinks to try to like, you know, supplement me. But that was, that was hard because I felt like I was getting rest in there, but I didn't have any answers just yet. And at that moment, probably like after about a month into it, they said that my insurance was, wasn't going to carry me any further and I had to find another place. Wow. But that's how I ended up going through the system as well. But my point in that was that, um, you know, it did get to that point. I, I did have that, that disconnection. But like I said, it was a process for me of working it through. And I'm glad you shared some of, of what you do with people as well, because I know that there's a, you know, I, I understand a greater deal of, of what this, what this is, you know, what, what it's what, like when what the soul it, yeah. is fragmented. Yeah, all of it, what it's like and what it takes. And, you know, when you're, you know, just seeking help or assistance or trying to look for answers, you know, right. But right. I become more 
educated in it. So, but yeah. thank you for sharing your your your, your uh, experience with it too, because I just absolutely the work is so beautiful, yeah. and and I say that because in, in our last session I spoke of some you know uh, surreal incidences and experiences that I had, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't want to take that away from it because that's very much part of shamanism for me absolutely. is that unknown stuff the uh, supernatural stuff if you will you know because yeah. quite honestly we're already supernatural yeah. i believe we've kind of been talked out of that or away from that just to think mm-hmm. we're just plain natural you know yes. <laughs> and even but exactly. um and i b- honestly believe too when you work with an experienced person like when someone working with you mm-hmm. I just know that energetically there's got to be a piece of you that kind of connects with that person and, and yeah. stays connected with that person, you know, for, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't or couldn't say for how long, but right. I would, I'm, I'm sure that that happens, you know, and that adds it, a little additional yeah. healing. It you know? does. I do make sure to energetically disconnect um, from people when I'm done with healing sessions, but I do know that um, there's obviously on some level a connection that remains yes. in in a form of like communication relationship type of energetic connection, not not a actual cord or you know things of yeah. that nature. I make sure those are clean and clear because otherwise I'd be carrying around so much. Yeah, <laughs> it would be ridiculous. Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, but and I'm glad to say that too. Yeah, because that's another like you know, a, a good one for me too. Because in my my experience, like I said, I was kind of, I, and I did want to learn it on my own. I was willing right. to and do the work and get get dirty doing it. But right. um, could you refresh my memory on what you just said here? Yeah, we were talking about how you know at the end of a session, I will disconnect um, your work. That's right. No, because I have another right. Up right now. My apologies. I won't do that no, again. That's okay. It's okay. But yeah, you know, if you're not aware of that stuff and you don't mm-hmm. prepare yourself properly before and after these things, right? That stuff holds on to it. It, it clings right. to you. It's mm-hmm. that. It's that that world that we don't see. And I and I've spoken about this before, and I'm sure you do as well. Just you know, with with some of your experience, that there's just this. Uh, this world of unseen things that exists that like it very much plays a role in our day-to-day activities you know it does it really does yeah and the wisdom of shaman is just like you know it's a beautiful experience and and i i say this and i'm referring it back to you because there's i'm i know there's going to be people that like are seeking this that are seeking it now currently right not everybody's going to want to like take that road on their own you know in fact the more i the more i'm uh, coming to uh, to learn about just everything in general is that there's more people that want help that than want to do it on their own. Right. And that's understandable because honestly delving into the spirit realm and the, the quantum realm without any real tangible experience. I mean, it's not impossible to get really good results, but it's going to take a lot longer. Yeah. Um, and there always has to, there's, a, there's an order in the universe and being aware of which orders work and how they work and establishing a beginning of, let's say, a soul retrieval, a beginning, a middle, and an end, um, rather than leaving it wide open. I mean, there's, there's a lot involved that unless someone, you know, delves in to really learn, it can get a little messy (laughs) energetically. And it's not impossible to, you know, do that on your own. And sometimes doing things on your own is the best way to learn. Um, So it depends on what somebody's needing at the time. Are they needing the experience of going in and learning on their own and getting messy and letting things get you know, a little hairy here and there and messed up and, and then recalibrating, or are they at a point where they're needing more direct healing, um, you know, from working with someone with a little more experience or just even having someone supporting them through it, because that can be very isolating. Um, if you're trying to do your own energy work and your own, let's say soul retrieval, 
who's who's there to get um not feedback what's the word i'm looking for like um communication with because that that's a very huge um thing for your body your mind your soul your spirit to go through and if you're going through that just on your own i'm sure you could tell us you know i'm sure that was not easy for you yeah but you know on the flip yeah. side of that i'm thinking about it you know mm-hmm. at this time there wasn't um, there wasn't a lot of information around at all oh how long ago was that that you like um this is a, i would say a time span of from 2011 to about 2019 oh wow <laughs> so it has been yeah pretty recent well pretty recent and pretty far away you know right. as far as and go but, right yeah, and like, you know, in 2011, I just remember everything just kind of like coming to a head. And like, right. I was questioning everything about what I was doing, who I am, where I was, right. all just, you know, but there wasn't a lot of people talking about these kind of things. Mm-hmm. There was spiritual talk, you know, going on, but it was, a, most of it was about meditation, yes. uh, yoga, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there wasn't, I, I was, I was always searching for stuff and I could, I just, there was very little that I could find now that right. I, now that I think about it. And it's, what's funny is that I guess I've, I've kind of grown with the time, with the time yeah. that's passed because now it's like, I know it's out there and available, mm-hmm. you know, and not to mention, I'm, I'm one of those people that tries to, you know, make it a part of what I do is to make it more, more readily available as well, you know, like right. doing this kind of stuff here. And it probably was part of your journey and your purpose to be one of the trailbla- trailblazers and way showers, yeah. you know, to experience it yourself. And now, you know, and now, you know, you're able to share that with other people. Yeah. But it's not always easy to be one of the, <laughs> the trailblazers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. But, you know, it's, it was well worth it. Yeah. I didn't regret any of it. But, you know, Robin, I heard you say something recently that um, mm-hmm. on a different uh, different recording that I wanted to mention because I do feel it can tie into this here. Okay. And you were talking about a person's actions or their karma, you yes. know, having an impact on like, you know, relations seven years from now, you know. Mm-hmm. Seven and, generations. Right? Yes. Seven, sorry, seven generations. I'm sorry. Seven mm-hmm. generations from now. Right. And that like really like resonated with me and struck a chord because yeah, that yeah. a lot of that stuff's not talked about as well. Right. And I right. thought that'd be something we could jump into on this show right now on this topic because I feel it pertains to it. You know, I feel a lot of the stuff that I had to release mm-hmm. wasn't mine. I I felt I was carrying some like family burden. Oh yeah. We so all the, do. Yeah, we so much of the or it's like, you know, I, I realize that I am the one where the buck stops. You know, yes. I, not to use an over coined or use an overused coined expression, but mm-hmm. you know, that's where it is. It, it just stopped with me. I refuse to to take any of that stuff and, and go further with it. You know, right. I I don't see a need for it. You know, in fact right. to a point where it's like, all right, I know I have a <laughs> my need is to like teach the you know, to teach the truth on this and like right. let's eliminate this stuff. You know, right. I'm, I'm assuming my responsibility or my role in this family. That's awesome. It's huge. It's really, yes. it's, it's amazing because it's something that like, you know, I've always loved the idea of notoriety, you know, and credibility mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and social standings. But like, this kind of fits that perfect because I, I not, not that I still feel like I need it, but it's like, to me, I feel like I've got a pretty damn important job, you yes, know, that you do. Yes, a, you a do. calling card. Or a website, you know. I'm yeah. Sure some internal stuff. You're clearing your family line. You're healing your family line. That's huge. I mean, that's a huge, huge, huge thing, um, because we do. And the the, um, the topic that you had heard the recording on was about manifestation. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that I've noticed. You know, there's so much information um, around about manifestation, and I love the concept, and I, I apply it in my own life. But what I've seen over and over and over is that people are not aware that their actions affect not only them presently and, you know, in the future, in this lifetime, yes. It affects their next life and their next life and their next life and so on. It affects up to seven generations in their family. Um, And if we're not 
made aware of this, it's easy to fall into, you know, the, the thought process of, I just want to be happy. I just want to manifest something that makes me feel good. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. you don't realize what you're bringing in for future generations or even current your family currently, as well as down the road and, um, you know, the next lifetime and so on. It's a big um, it's a big responsibility. Yes. And we don't really talk about it much, you know, because people aren't aware of it. Um, but it was something that I learned through one of the classes that I had taken through Alberto um, Veloto. And when I learned that it was like a big eye opener for me going, Oh my gosh, I'm affecting not only myself, but future yeah. generations and my community and the planet, you know, you don't really think about that stuff because yeah. it's just not the way our society works. You know, we're, no, we're more no, self-focused. Yeah. Yes. Individual islands. Yes, exactly. But the, yeah, the, the reality is that we're all connected. We're all tied oh, together. It, yes. You know, it, it doesn't, it may not impact me directly and immediately, but something's going to happen out of it. That's, yeah. it's going to overlap. Yes, you know? it is. Yeah. The butterfly wings, you know, the little, or, or just, you know, the ripple or the ripple energy. effect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a reality. Our, our energy, our thoughts, our actions all play a role in everything that's going on, not just our own lives. And it's a responsibility. And, you know, that also ties into um, karma, which isn't, you know, people often think of karma as if I do something bad, I'm going to have something bad happen. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's not necessarily that. It's more, it's an evening out of energy. Um, if you think of it like a pendulum swinging, it's like if a pendulum swings way too far to the right, yes. eventually it's going to come the back. The swing will be that, it will be equal to that. Yeah, you've got to, at some point, the energy will balance out. It's not about payback. It's not about, you know, you did something wrong, now you're going to pay type of thing. It's more a universal law that things will even out. You know, yes. if if you do harm to someone, yes, it will even out at some point. If you do good, if you share love, if you do what you know is the right thing, that will also come back and and you know stay in motion. And so those are things that a lot of times we forget to think about <laughs> because we're busy. I mean our society, we're busy, we're on the go, we're thinking about, you know, I've got to pay the bills, I've got to get here, I've got to do this, you know, things get going. Yeah. yeah. But do, like with with your, if, if I may ask something mm -hmm. like, well, not, not too personal about your work, but mm -hmm. like with your clients, yeah. do, do you ever have to recommend some of them pull back on their, their jobs or maybe consider something different? You know, if yes, um, I have. And obviously, that's a personal choice for them. I can yeah. them know if something's not in alignment, um, either how to when they're in in the job that they're in if it isn't in alignment i can recommend ways to cope on a day-to-day -day basis if they mm -hmm. have to stay in that energy for whatever reason but i oh, wow yeah and i can recommend you know maybe you should start looking around for something else as well um yeah and i well, know I... that's not always easy <laughs> You no, know, not at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and people are, are stuck in that, you know, they, they need to keep their jobs for, you know, yeah. living purposes. Absolutely. But uh, a lot of the times, though, what I'm seeing is like, it's the work that's actually kind of hurting these people, yeah. you know, it's causing it's it's allowing, you know, poor habits to be created at home. Yeah. Because, you know, work so much energy is taken in the in the work time, you know, whether it be eight hours or, you know, 10 plus. Right. That and when you get home, yeah. you've got nothing for the family and that's exactly that's exactly. i noticed that about my you know my career as a hairdresser you know i was, I was had a, it had a corporate background 
I worked a lot of hours, uh, you know, 10 to 14. I was in partnership with them as well. So that, you know, there we go with that. So then I'm like in meetings. I'm in like seven days a week, basically working. But like there's this whole stretch of time when like my my family and I don't have, you know, any children of my own or, you know, like that. But like I've got like a lot of nieces and nephews around me that I was excited about. You know, but like I missed a lot of seeing what they what they were doing when they were growing up. Right. And I was like, wow, that is incredible. I couldn't imagine having my own children and like mm-hmm. having that experience with them. That would that, that I would feel robbed. I mean, I, I yes. felt kind of robbed already, but it was a decision right. I made, you know, taking the path that I did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, looking back in retrospect, I was like, wow, did that really did that way out? Right. You know? I mean, right. it did because I got a lot of I, there was a lot of lessons in all of it. But ultimately, I I think you know if I if I could do it again naturally, I would have chose like you know hanging a little more hanging out a little more with my family, watching them yeah. do their stuff, their their games and their graduations and stuff right. like that, or the parties yeah. that I miss. Yeah, it's huge in our society. Obviously, you know the priority is usually on getting ahead and. You know, we all have to survive. So, yes. you know, there's that aspect of us that's focused on it because it's just the way our society's set up. But yeah. Well, there's this movie too with Adam Sandler called Click. Have you heard of that one? I haven't, no. Okay. Basically, he gets access to a remote control that can help him fast forward himself through his life. Oh, wow. So, yeah, and it's like, you know, it was an Adam Sandler movie, so it's got the kind of, you know, cheap, corny laughs in it and all. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, like, towards the, like, the end of it, when it started getting more intense and, like, mm-hmm. the realness of it happened, because, you know, he just, all the stuff he went through, and he was finally realizing how much stuff he missed. Right. I started feeling, I was, I felt sad. I started crying. Uh-huh. I'm like, I couldn't imagine, like, going through your life trying to just, you know, be successful for your family, but you're, like, ne- neglecting them at the same time, and they become yeah. these people that you don't even know anymore. Right. You've become somebody you don't even know anymore. Right. And then you wake up one day and you're like, holy shit, I want to go back. Exactly. And you can't, you know, exactly. that's yeah. just that. That was like, you know, to me, that was definitely like, you know, it made it made everything. It made every, all my beliefs stronger in that sense that, you know, it, it's it really the material. It comes and goes because yeah. in my life, I've had lots of money and I've lost lots of money. Right. And I'll, that they may happen again. I don't know. And I don't care about it. Right. But where I found the most value for me in my day functioning like a human being mm-hmm. has been in, in the, the wealth and the support of, of love and love of family, you know, when they're around. And I don't have a big family right now. But what I do have, we're, we're pretty solid. You know, right. and that and that just um, I don't know, like I said, like, that's why I feel like I've got, you know, an important job that exceeds a calling card because it's, this is an important thing. What, like what I'm involved in right now. It is. Like, well, we're all involved in separately, you know, individually in our homes, mm-hmm. you know, because there's so much going on in people's homes that like in a, in, a ham- in a family where there's like, you know, maybe two parents and three kids, mm-hmm. it might be that the, the baby in that, in that family, it's going to be the one to like lead that family, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Each, each little individual family unit or, you know, even if it's a roommate situation or whatever, it's it's its own little micro, you know, microorganism, if you could see it that way. And um, everything that we do within it really affects not only that little area of our lives, but it does extend outward as well, the energy that's created, you know, in, yes. in our environment. So, yeah, and you had mentioned that, you know, even when you were making lots of money and everything, that wasn't it. That wasn't what you needed. And I know that um, a lot of times, I don't know why I'm thinking about it again, but, you know, like with manifestation, people do focus on the material a lot um, mm-hmm. without checking in with their, their inner world, their true self on what is going to really (laughs) provide peace and how can I create that rather than I want this material outcome. And then they realize they give that, you know, because they've manifested it and they've worked for it, but then they're still empty. And I think it's really important that you had mentioned when you were in a position where you had lots of money, that wasn't the answer. 
You know, it's yeah. about our souls. It's about our journeys and finding peace and creating harmony on this planet. Yeah, And the whole financial thing, it doesn't end, though, because, I mean, if you're somebody who's like making money and you have the potential to increase. Right. You know, that's it becomes all about that increase. Right. You're trying to increase from the previous year. Right. How'd you do this week from the previous week? It's like that's right. just that becomes and generally a, that's that yeah. race. And generally people acquire more things the more they earn and then they have to earn more to pay for the things and then to keep the things going. <laughs> it's like a crazy cycle. Yeah, you know, and then what what helped what helped me too to minimize that or some of it mm-hmm. actually is actually there's more of a story to that too. But um I remember you know, I would collect CDs mm-hmm. and and I had, after 300, I, was, I think I was at like 300. Oh after goodness. 300, I, I don't even know what I had anymore. Oh, that's like, funny. I had people look through my collection saying, oh, how was this one? I'm like, where was that I at? I didn't even know. Yeah. Wow. I had forgotten I bought it. Yeah. And it's like, there's some, you just, sometimes you just get too, there's just too much. Right. I, like I would think somebody with like, you know, 20 cars, what are you going to do with 20 cars? Exactly. Except say I have 20 cars. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it just becomes like a really silly game. Right. It does. It does. And I I think a lot of times people tend to be happier when they're more minimalistic. I mean, it it can vary depending on personality, but, Uh, um, you know, the more, the less you have to take care of, the more peace generally you know, but there are some people that really enjoy the toys and all of that. And yeah. if that's part of their journey and part of their soul and it makes them truly fulfilled, more power to you. But I've, I've noticed that most people, especially that are on a spiritual journey, the less stuff, the, the more <laughs> peace that they are. <laughs> no, that's so, well, that's very true with me. Like, like yeah. I said, 2011 when everything was blowing up, mm-hmm. uh, this thing started happening in me where I felt the need to just start like letting some of my stuff go. Yeah. Like it was, it was a strong need too. like my spirit was telling me you need to let this stuff go. It's holding you back. Right. And and I don't know how, well, actually I do know how and why, but like at the time I didn't, you know, I'm like, it's it's stuff that I need, you know, stuff that I use. And slowly over like the, over the course of what, six years, seven years, Mm -hmm. I just, I, exfoliated i just i I let go of everything everything just down to the clothes on my back right instruments i had you know electronics uh, furniture all and i i wanted to give it to people who you know knew could probably use it but i mean i was like to a point where i was ready to just walk away from it all and not care what happened to it you know and i'll tell you honestly it's never been i it's very freeing Mm-hmm. You know, I, there's just a lot of stuff I found that I really did not need right. and the stuff that I did need, I already had right. and the stuff that I want is already in me. I just have to, it's a matter right. of me discovering it, you know, so it just right. the whole game switched and that I don't mean to so call interesting. it, yeah. I don't mean to call it a game, but then again, I, then again, I do. Cause that's, mm-hmm. you know, there's some people that I listen to like, um, like Alan Watts, mm-hmm. you know, or even, uh, at times I'll catch Saguru. You know, mm-hmm. I love that man. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting to watch watch him. Okay, I'm not going to stay focused here. But anyway, right. um, <laughs> watching these people, they, they talk about it being a game, you know. And the more yeah. I think about it, you know, it's like it's true. You know, when you take yeah. some of that serious, seriousness out and the pain out mm-hmm. and you understand you for the creative being that you already naturally are. Right. My God, it just becomes a whole new, a whole new world. Right. You know? And it's so interesting because, you know, the, all of it ties together. We we were talking about shamanism and then also, you know, the acquiring of things in our environment and all of that. In shamanism, it's very well known that our internal state is reflected in our external state. And it can, if our internal state is chaotic... Mm-hmm. If you go to the home of someone whose internal state is in chaos, I guarantee you there's clutter everywhere. There's dust everywhere. <laughs> there's, you know, just stuff everywhere. And it's all out of order. And it's so interesting that the more you were clearing out 
internally, spiritually, the more externally you are clearing things out as well. Um, so yeah. that is so metaphorical and it's so interesting because our homes, um, like if we're having their, their reflections of our internal state. And I don't know if you've ever experienced something like this, but let's say you're having a internal problem with emotions and you're not addressing it. Have you mm -hmm. ever noticed in your life that all of a sudden your house is getting leaks, for example? Um, and by leaks, I mean water dripping here and there. And it's like, okay, I get this fixed, but now it's coming up over here. And it's uh, a reflection of your internal yes. state. It's, it's a thing yes. and it's real. Um, yes, yeah. bringing the yeah, we're bringing what's inside out. It's that mm. I believe it's that manifestation. You yeah. know, because even if we're not conscious of what we're wanting to bring in, we're going to bring in what we're focused on, right? Right. And or what's, our, what's ca what our heart is caught up in. Yep, and our environments will reflect our internal state. And I I just get so fascinated by that because I see it in people's lives. I've experienced it in my own life where my home was manifesting my internal state. And I was going, oh, wow, the world yeah. is going on, you know, <laughs> having leak after leak. I wasn't addressing my emotions at that time. And I've seen it with clients too. You know, they'll, oh. they'll tell me, you know, I just had an infestation of insects, you know, in yes. my home. And it's relative to, and it's beyond like a normal type of situation and it keeps coming back no matter what they do until they address the emotional or the physical or whatever it is that's going on within them um, yes it's yes just i'm so familiar with that yeah. yeah and i've heard i've heard other stories like that as well but mm -hmm. yeah and it's stuff that you're like are you kidding me like it's no true. it's yeah absolutely yeah. that is that is a pretty wild uh, wild notion there yeah even, i mean that's just that's real life Basically. It is. It is. And if you're not aware of it, you know, then you're going through life and you're, let's say you're emotional and you're not addressing your emotions. And now your house has problems and you're not aware of the connection. It's more of just then your whole life just feels horrible. You know, I've got all these uh, problems at my house and I, I don't feel good on the inside. And then people start going down the negative path of everything's horrible. And rather than addressing the internal state and allowing things to heal and watching things even out, it's, it's really incredible once you're aware of the energetic fields and how they affect things in your life. Mm -hmm. um, it's an entirely different reality. <laughs> it know, really I, is. I totally agree with you on that. <clears throat> and then um, we were talking about in the previous episode, basically being like caretakers, yeah, you know, people in the land, you know, I want to kind of touch on that a bit too, because that's what's been highlighted too, is mm -hmm. the, just the custodianship that has yeah. been in, like instilled within me, like everything, everything should be cared for and respected. It, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Everything should be cared for and respected. Everything has its purpose and its place, you know, Absolutely. not everything may need to connect with you, and that's all right. You, you, you just, you know, you bless it and you move on. But like, right. ultimately the stuff that's around us, I feel it's important that we just kind of take a, a, you know, start to look at it differently. You know, it's the stuff that supports us, you know, and then we should yes. support it back. You know, we clean it. We, we take care for it, whether it's a plant, you know, we water it, you know, we right. sweep the, we sweep the kitchen, you know, we, we just, those little things for me have become things inside of me that they're reminders for me and my self care. Yes. You know, so if I'm sweeping the floor and I'm going to mop it. So I got to make sure that, you know, I, I shower and, you know, I, I exfoliate my feet or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be, but right. just tending to myself as well, because that's inclusive. It's all inclusive. I cannot take care of my external area without taking care of my internal and vice versa. You know, right. no, there's not one of them that's more important. They're both right. equally important, but it's a matter of that individual or us finding for ourselves what works for us in our environments. Exactly. Exactly. Have, it does matter. Yeah. Have you been to a sweat lodge before? I haven't. No, I have not. 
that was one of the things and, I, and i'm bringing that up because um in, in another uh conversation i was having we were talking about native americans mm-hmm. and uh, i love the topic i loved i could talk all day and like listen all day but um i was talking about her where you know what her background was mm-hmm. and then she threw this question at me which i wasn't prepared for mm-hmm. <laughs> which was what are you which Honestly, I, for a long time, I knew, you know, I'd mm-hmm. been I studied it and everything, but I've reached a point now where I feel like my expansion has caused me to move past that. And I'm no longer um, identifying myself with one particular tribe, but I would say more like all tribes. Wow. So I completely forgot when she asked me, you know, what, 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 uh, what parts I was or what tribes I came from. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, no, I can't believe I did that. But, you know, such is life. But it's because of that, though, my belief system has, has been changing. And that's mm-hmm. interesting, too, because I, it's caught me on the podcast a few times, you know, where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, because my belief system has changed to where I just I explain it differently now. You know, and right. that's on my uh, my profile, I, I consider myself from the Rainbow Tribe. What that means is it's not a uh, an LBGQT lgbtq um mm-hmm. not or anything deals with uh, that relates to that it's more a spiritual thing that comes from something that's been talked about uh for a long time mm. with Native americans and our stories and the ancestors oh, so wow. uh my point in that it was just that i feel more inclusive now so i don't really you know I, i'm i consider myself all tribes and i i, I still study all tribes too and that's wow, not to say that's that beautiful. I'm, I'm an yeah. expert on trying to misrepresent something. I'm just trying to more like just embrace everybody and everything that my heart feels compelled to do. Right. And, and so that's my, my, my strong foot on it, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And the more you grow, the less division there is, yeah. right? <laughs> I believe like the, um, I, and I say that because I was talking about Native Americans and I, I mentioned the sweat lodge. The right. sweat lodge was, was a very helpful uh, healing modality. Oh, and, wow. uh, we had talked about church before too, uh, like mm-hmm. not even a whole lot. I think we mentioned Christianity here or there, but right. uh, I had grown up like at 13, uh, was starting to attend uh, a Pentecostal church with one of my aunts. Mm-hmm. But, uh, long story short, uh, during my, uh, my uh, 2011 period, I guess, that, that yeah. uh, I, and I was in, I, I came across a sweat lodge and I had known about sweat lodges for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'd heard about them. I was curious about them. You know, I wanted to be, I, I wanted to participate in one. I finally got to, and uh, when I did, it's, to me, it was how people describe going, going to church and just oh, the overall God. feeling and like, just, just that overall, like immense, intense feeling of just peace and, and love and like that's where you belong and it's home. It was in the sweat lodge. I don't know much that. about the sweat lodge. What, what if are you able to share what takes place? I, I can, I can, yeah, I can share a little bit. Yes, you're, you're. It, it's the most to me. It's the most beautiful ceremony. I'm. I think I'm about to cry right now oh. thinking about it because it, it basically goes on. It's there's a fire pit that's dug into the ground, basically a big okay. hole. I won't say fire pit. Well, yeah, it's a fire pit. It's a hole. Mm-hmm. They'll have these rocks that have been on heat for like hours in preparation for this because it's a spiritual process and you prepare for this. So they're doing this thing where like the rocks are being prepared over heat. Right. After that, when the ceremony begins, they bring these rocks in like uh, piecemeal, like bits at a time, but then they, you know, they pour water, there's water that's poured over them. Right. So that creates the steam. Okay. That's, okay. that's the, uh, the steam part of the sweat part of it. But anyway, you get all your people in there and we all sit in a circle all around uh sometimes there'll be a drummer that will do some drumming oh my goodness water drumming there's this have you heard have you heard those it's like a small little pot that there's water inside of it and the skin is over it you know just like no and when you play this thing the water starts to move around and if the if the the drum itself moves Mm -hmm. the sound starts to move in the most amazing way oh my god I'm like getting excited now thinking about it because yeah, yeah. that was being in in the sweat lodge with you know you got your flap clothes it's like a little kind of dome tent right. you, you hear the drumming going on you can hear the drumming kind of going around in circles oh around gosh. yeah around the lodge it, it's an incredible feeling that kind of it it oh, lifts that's you fascinating. up fascinating 
it elevates you to where like, you know, you're not, you know, you're kind of entering a different place. You know? Right. I know the frequency. Yeah. You can shift the energy obviously of a place with frequency and sound. So I'm sure that sound circulating is shifting your entire experience. So that is really fascinating. Yeah. Have I lost you? Yes, I'm sorry about that. Oh, there you are. (laughs) Okay, yes. I had to take a quick little pause there. But anyway... So, yeah, as you're in there, there's leaders going on, they're playing, you know, sometimes there'll be a drum, sometimes there's not. There's also sometimes smoke offering, which I was introduced to this tobacco, this sweet tobacco that was rolled in a corn husk. Mm -hmm. They would pass that around. And it was just the whole experience was just extraordinary. That is really fascinating to me because I I don't know much about it, but... um... I've noticed where, where I live in a very, very remote area, there's a lot of farmers that grow tobacco. And this time of year, well, actually a little earlier in the year than now, they will harvest the tobacco and dry it and smoke the tobacco before they sell it. They smoke it in barns. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed the energy of the smoke that's coming off of or out of the barns while they're doing that to me personally, it feels like there's something sacred about the energy of it. And it's never made sense to me, but it's interesting that you mentioned that tobacco is used. Do you know if there's some sort of sacred? Well, um, it's also used as an offering at the beginning too. Interesting. I, this is fascinating to me because I can see the energy of the smoke. And to me, it feels sacred. And I always think, why is tobacco, the smoke of it, why does it feel sacred to me? So maybe you can solve that mystery for me. <laughs> there is sweet tobacco. There, there is sacred tobacco that is definitely like used for this, for, uh, for a lot of spiritual stuff as well. Interesting. In fact, that's what its designated reason is, is for I offering. I didn't know that. I did not know that. I always associate it with the tobacco industry and I couldn't understand why the smoke that I was seeing, it always, to me, it always feels very sacred and divine and beautiful. And it never made sense. So. <laughs> yeah, they'll do that. And they'll do sage at times too. Sage. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. That is interesting. I didn't know that. But yeah. So then once it gets started, it's broken down into four sections, not four sections, four parts. Mm-hmm. And each part lasts 20 minutes. So in that 20 minute uh, time period, They'll close this flap on this to this tent, to this dome tent. The steam is is and it's uh, it's pretty intense there. It goes way over a hundred. I'm I'm forgetting right now exactly the exact degree or around, but wow. it goes way over a hundred. You're you're definitely sweating. But the whole thing is they uh, they start out with like prayers for um, for different parts of of the earth. You don't start out praying for yourself. You start. Out, oh, I love that ancestors. You know, wow. and, then, and one section of it, then you'll pray for the land. You know, you pray, wow. you pray for, you pray for the creator. And then in another part of it, you know, you, it, you don't pray for yourself to the very end, you know, which wow. is interesting and beautiful at the same time. Cause I'm like, okay, we're acknowledging everybody in this church right now and giving thanks to everybody and everything. Right. And it's very like, it's very primal too and real and organic because you're in there the other part is um you're going to strip down well the, the guys do to just shorts right i'm not sure how they do the females i've not been with in a co-ed situation right or not not even familiar with how the co- how the females do it if they uh i think they just wear dresses i'm not going to say right. for sure but as far as the men go you just go you know, just wearing shorts mm-hmm. but you're in there you're in the circle it's dark there's singing going on, there's chanting, there's drumming, there's praying. Wow. You're, you're, you're sweating profusely. Wow. Now, if you're not, um, if, if, you're, if, if you're not like keen to the, to the fact that this is a spiritual process and like mm-hmm. you're, you're, do, you're doing something unique, it's mm-hmm. going to catch you off guard and you're not going to, you're not going to fare well in there because it's just going right. to be hot, hot and uncomfortable. <laughs> right. you know? 
But if you allow yourself to open yourself, open your heart up, you can start Mm -hmm. to feel the impact of what this movement does, the drumming, the praying, the chanting, steam coming out of you. I have never, you know, and I would, I managed to actually sit through, uh, through all four sessions. And here's the thing too with them. Uh, After the first 20 minute session, Mm -hmm. they'll break. You can like leave the teepee if you want to get some water, mm-hmm. stretch, do whatever you need to. But then you come back in after the break is over. The break is what, maybe five, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Or you can stay in the, in the little, you know, the uh, sweat lodge and chill there and just hang out. Wow. Wow. But I, I was uh, determined to go through all, you know, all of them in, in right. my first thing I did because I really wanted to experience it. I really had my heart set on it. I was ready, you know, right. and the fact that I had the, the results and my experience with my experience with it was, mm-hmm. was so intense and just so right that I was like, I knew that like, you know, I was ready for it. That is but, so beautiful. I love that they, you know, that you address the earth, the land, you know, that's something that we forget in our society. I love that that's part you pray of for it. The ancestors, you know, yeah. you, you pray for, you acknowledge everybody and everything. And then you, you, so beautiful. You, you, you transition to where you're, you know, you're talking to the creator, you know, wow. and there's songs that are sung and prayers that are like prayed. And the thing lasts for about a whole hour and a half. Wow. And uh, at the end of those, I can just remember feeling so much clarity. Those would be the best night's sleep I would have. Oh, I can imagine because you're in total oneness then. I would imagine that it's that feeling of alignment and oneness and you just aligned with everything i mean that sounds so beautiful and i think our our society needs more of that you know more more ceremony more more acknowledgement of everything being connected and you know the spiritual practice of drumming all of it i just wish we could take it to the entire world (laughs) it would heal so much right now it really would yeah, and just like the the ceremony itself, you know, any ceremony I I believe is gonna, you know, if it's done well, it's gonna leave some lasting impact and really have uh, it's really gonna teach you a lot more than what you went in there for. Yeah. And that that was the case with me because I sort of take on a, a different relationship with like the dirt, mm-hmm. even with yeah. cold water. You know, because like if you're th- they've got like a pitcher of water and they'll pass it around, so you're drinking after people you don't know who they are, where they're from. Wow. But, and that like happens to where you just you're able to let all that go and you're just wow. human with other humans mm-hmm. enjoying some like cool, cool water because it's, it's necessary right now you know right. just, your, your, your perspective my perspective changed on a lot of things that is and interesting. i would walk home from this place and it was about a half hour away from where i was mm-hmm. the sky was so clear the moon was it looked like i could touch it it was so clear and like yeah. i could see the, like the surface of it almost you know yeah. that much clarity and connection i, I had after these things you know? right and they, they would ha- i would go every week but then you know it, it, it was a point when i stopped doing them but like it was just it was definitely something i would highly recommend if you can you know if, if somebody is interested or slightly interested or looking for an alternative right. it, to me it's definitely something uh, worth looking into that uh, the other beautiful. part of that too is that I've heard stories, yeah, stories of things that haven't gone so well, you know, with those, with the sweat lodges. But mm-hmm. my recommendation is try to find the uh, the authentic ones, you know, like right. ask around, ask people, you know, and let your intuition guide you. If it feels yes. wrong, don't do it. I mean, even if I'm sitting here highlighting and it sounds magical, but you find somebody that can do it and it doesn't feel right, don't do that one. Right, right. That is. But yeah. I love that it brings in everything because that is, and, and the, the knowledge of oneness with land, with community, with the people you're there with. And that's something that I try to communicate to people on a regular basis to, to consider your community, consider the earth, consider nature, consider everything because we keep getting so isolated especially with everything that's going on and it doesn't help to be so just focused on ourselves it's creating a lot of problems so I love that they integrated everything and like you said the moon was clearer you know everything becomes you you realize how much you're a part of all of it yes yeah that is beautiful 
No, it is. And then like suddenly, like, you know, and <clears throat> just that even like buildings and houses would take on a different look, a different, yeah. you know, different meaning to them. Yeah, I bet. It, it reminds me of when I meditate or go out in nature for quite some time and get that clarity. It's like everything looks different. You, It's more vibrant, more beautiful, and you just feel so connected with it all. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. So, Robin, what is the significance of a um, a ladybug, or what is what what, <laughs> what kind of spiritual significance would a ladybug have in your home? Say, uh, say if you just see a few of them, maybe. Very valuable question. <laughs> um, I would have to say good fortune, perhaps. Uh -huh. um, I mean, it's not something that I by now you would think that I would have looked that up. Um, but I'm just going off of intuition. I would say definitely good fortune. Um, and it, it's so funny because I, I know the people listening don't know the first time that you and I connected. Um, I had, it was a warm day and I had opened some windows in my home and I was in my office and I came back out to my kitchen after we were done talking and my entire ceiling was covered with ladybugs and my, I had screens on my windows, so I'm not sure exactly <laughs> how they got in, but I have very high ceilings and I kept thinking, what am I going to do with these ladybugs? I, obviously I don't want to kill them. And mm -hmm. so I, I was just trying to figure out what do I do? And so I've left them alone. <laughs> they're, they're not harming anything, but now we coexist. <laughs> I have no idea what to do with the ladybugs. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> beautiful. They, yeah, they're still there. And it, it, it's funny to watch them. And I keep thinking, what are they eating? How are they surviving? Because it's been several weeks. You know, um, I was going to ask that right now as well. Yeah. I have no clue because I don't see them come down from my ceilings. I don't know how they're surviving but so now this is yeah. your uh this is your external telling yeah. you something's going on internally what's going exactly. on robin exactly good fortune you want to talk to us yes indeed I right say definitely good fortune and miracles because it's a miracle they're still alive <laughs> <laughs> it's been weeks <laughs> yes and letting go of control because i can't control i can't reach my ceilings even if i wanted to gently pick them up and put them in a little cup and take them outside. I can't reach my ceilings without a fireman's ladder. And I don't have one of those. I have very high ceilings. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm coexisting with ladybugs. And that is interesting. <laughs> did, did I bring those? It, it, it's entirely possible. I don't uh -huh. know. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, good fortune. There's some yeah. things there. It's like, well, yeah, then I, well, I, you know, and you, you, you have Facebook and I see you on Facebook. I just, yeah. the stuff that you're posting, like, is incredible. And you've got more videos coming out, which is, yeah. it's such a blessing. It is such yeah. a blessing. Oh, Anybody I'm listening, if, if you are, uh, you know, just, um, resonating with any of this at all yeah. if you can definitely check her out on facebook there she's got some beautiful or not uh facebook but uh youtube yeah. beautiful videos that are just uh, her her uh her speaking voice and just her delivery it's it's everything's just all oh, in love and it's you. soft and it's, it's very well you're able to receive it really well thank so you yeah no thank you for doing that absolutely i love teaching and it just it brings me a lot of happiness when people want to know about things that I want yes. to share because a lot of times in the past I found myself like getting, you know, geeking out on topics and being so fascinated <laughs> by certain things and nobody else around me could, you know, people didn't really care. And it's like, oh, people are paying attention. They want to know this stuff. So it makes me excited to share it. <laughs> yeah, I know that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, when people are kind of in that same energy and wanting to know more it just makes me happy so thank you for mentioning that i, I no, appreciate it's my it. pleasure yeah my pleasure yeah. now also on on that i was going to mention something about that but i got sidetracked here <laughs> how are we on time um i have about five minutes five minutes okay yeah. well then perfect perfect that was probably yeah. what it was it was just a little red light in my head <laughs> 
appreciate you, you mentioning that. I'm here. Okay. I don't yeah, know no. what happened. The no. There we go. Oh, there we go. Yes, the ladybugs. I guess we'll find yes. out. Uh, we'll find out soon enough, huh? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I, I, I'm it, they fascinate me. It, it, it's so interesting to watch them because I can see them like they'll go over and all gather together in one area, you know, for a little period of time. And then they spread out, you know, in these even little um, spaces. And I'm thinking, what are they planning? <laughs> it's just, it's kind of fascinating to watch them. And I'm like, what are they eating? I don't have like aphids or anything in the house. How are they? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with that, but um the only thing I can think of is good fortune and um, new life and what else? Um, intriguing, fascinating events. There we go. <laughs> I like that. That sounds yeah. good. Yes, yeah. definitely. Well, no, yeah, like I said, I, I, you're like in your, your YouTube videos now, your posts, your, your content's coming out. And to me, it's just like I said, it, it's beautiful stuff. It, it's, it's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that may be some of your good fortune, too, coming in. Yeah, that, um, yeah, you're definitely, you. Robin Wattler is definitely someone to uh, check out. If you have not oh, yet, check her out on Facebook and on YouTube now. Yeah, I'm under, I switched over to using the name Empath Central on YouTube um, because people were having a hard time spelling my last name and they couldn't find me. <laughs> oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah, well, it's an unusual spelling. It's W-A-T-L-E-R. Um, but now I'm using the the name Empath Central on YouTube, and I also use that on Facebook. It's just easier spelling wise, and people remember it easier. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So thank you for mentioning that. I appreciate it. No, no, you are welcome. Was there anything in closing that you would like to uh, to share? Um, trying to think if there's anything that we hadn't wrapped up. I think we're good. Um, I just really appreciate the work that you're doing, giving light workers and spiritual teachers a platform at this time in this space with everything that's going on on this planet. The work that you're doing, I am very grateful for because it's so needed. And I know you put a lot of your own personal time into it and um, it's needed and I am very grateful. So thank you. Well, no, thank you very much. It's been such a blessing and an honor to, to share space with you here. Yeah. And uh, I don't, it, it may not be the last time. Yep. I'm sure we'll, we'll meet again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Robin, I want to thank you very much for joining me on this session of uh, Indigo Sessions podcast, where our, uh, our topic was shamanic healing. And again, my guest was Robin Wattler. It goes by the, uh, you can find her on, uh, on social media as uh, Empath Central. You're also you're also on uh, Instagram, correct? Yes, I am. Yeah. I'm not okay. quite as active over there. I'm trying to be a little more active, you know, keep up with the cool kids. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm mainly Facebook and YouTube right now. I hear you can be a lot sometimes. You know, did it I put is. it on this one? Did I put it on that one? Oh, oh no, right. I didn't. You know, right? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> All right. Well, I won't take up any more of your time. Thank you very much. It's been such a blessing and an honor to have you with us today. Thank just you want to so say much, thank Anthony. you very much, and you have a blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you, Robin. Uh -huh. Bye. Bye.